Clinker Factor, the Cement Industry Podcast. Welcome to the Clinker Factor, a podcast from WCA, which looks at the cement industry's response to climate change around the world and other topics of interest. I'm Ian Riley, CEO of WCA, and your host on the Clinker Factor. Uh, today, I'm talking to Madhumita Basu, who is uh, one of the executive committee members of uh, Nuvoco Vistas Corporation. And uh, Nuvoco is a, a large Indian cement producer, which we'll uh, hear more about in a minute. Madhumita, I'm delighted to have you on the podcast today. Uh, welcome. And, and perhaps you could uh, start by uh, explaining how you got involved in the cement industry. Thank you, Ian, for the invite. I'm really excited about this conversation with you. Actually, uh, to understand how I found my way into the cement industry, I'll just touch briefly on the nature of the industry here. In India, a large part of the cement consumption still happens in individual home building. So there is a large channel-driven business in the country. And I came into a cement industry after a long stint in uh, lead acid storage batteries and uh, FMCG industry purely as a sales and marketing professional. I got cemented in the job going through other functions, but uh, there is a lot of similarity between the typical FMCG selling. In fact, here in India, uh, there is a lot of branded play of uh, cement products. So you are in a major way into media like newspapers and television and advertising your product. And individual home builders take a decision, basis your brand and your offer of building solutions to them. I remember the first time that I uh, visited India, I was very surprised to see uh, cement adverts on the television. I, one of the few places I've been where, where you can see cement adverts on the television. No, that's um, a, a, an interesting way uh, in, into the business. And and perhaps it reflects, uh, the, as you say, the, the nature of the business in India, that it's um, uh, the, the sales and marketing side are, are more important than in markets that are more industrial because you're uh, selling to the consumer. I think there are a number of markets like that uh, in the world. I uh, w was talking to uh, some cement uh, executives from South America earlier this week, and they were making a, a very similar point. Lots of countries in uh, Latin America do have a very consumer-driven uh, arm to this business. And so uh, tell us uh, a little bit about Novoco and the, the company's history and uh, whereabouts you're located. Uh, so uh, Novoco is a building materials major. We have about 50 plus products in cement, concrete, and modern building materials. A very large play in concrete and cement. We are the fifth largest cement company in India. Our look footprint is largely in North and East, where we have 11 plants. Our stated mission is to build a safer, smarter, and sustainable world. So the organization stays very focused on quality, innovation, and sustainability. We have a construction development and innovation center, which is a hub for working with alternate raw materials, as well as developing the products. We are the only producer of microfiber reinforced cement. So this is a particular production technology we have. And why do we use additives like this? It is like having fluoride in your toothpaste. When you are in your consumer market and you want to build consumer trust in your product, 
you have to offer a solution which can move in a packaged form. We also have to keep in mind that masons who handle our product are not trained engineers. So you have to have very strict quality standards to meet the expectations of the end user, even while your product is handled by an intermediary. You also need to engage with the intermediary to educate him and teach him how to use uh, the product. So it's a very involved exercise in the marketplace. With the microfiber reinforced cement, uh, does that mean that the user doesn't have to uh, reinforce with uh, with steel, that it's effectively a sort of self-reinforcing product? It takes cognizance of the fact that a regular individual home builder uh, would not be having access to adding the other reinforcement material. So if you, if you can give him in a packaged product form a solution which is differentiated and meets his uh, requirement of a brand and product assurance, it helps to have these kind of innovation. We also have a patent for uh, water-resistant production technology. So these are the things our construction development and uh, innovation center works on. Uh, as an organization, uh, I mentioned we are also a strong player in the concrete segment. We have some 54 plants across the country. Even in concrete, our focus remains on value-added, high-performance products, uh, be it uh, product concrete in bags or uh, decorative concretes or extra light, high-strength concrete. We work more in the value-added range of products. Yes. Nuvoco was um, part of Lafarge for some years, um, and I think Lafarge has uh, quite a strong tradition in these value-added concretes. So uh, are, are, they, uh, are they building on that foundation? Uh, well, we did uh, have uh, some early learning from uh, uh, Lafarge. The operations were begun in 1998 in the country, but the uh, Nuvoco story is a separate story of a very enterprising promoter group called the Nirma Group, uh, starting their own cement operations in 2014, and then moving on in quick succession uh, to buy the assets of Lafarge when they exited the country. And they followed it up uh, with an acquisition of another uh, facility in the eastern part of the country. So we have been one of the fastest growing companies in the past decade. Today, uh, with a 25 million tons capacity in the making, our uh, grinding unit adding the last leg of 1.2 million tons will be coming up shortly. And is the grinding unit in the same geography as your existing plants or is that in a a different area? Our uh, integrated units are in uh, uh, a state called Chhattisgarh, more near central and eastern part of uh, the country, and another grinding unit in Rajasthan, uh, which is uh, one of the states in northern India. Uh, so we have a cluster of grinding units in the eastern region and one upstream grinding unit other than our integrated units in north. So can we um, <clears throat> can we move on to how Nuvoco is addressing the climate challenge, which I think is 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 central to uh, your strategy, uh, would that be right? Would that be fair to say? True, Ian. Uh, so, you know, it always helps to start with uh, a perspective on the numbers, and we are genuinely proud of our uh, carbon footprint. 
as you know, the global uh, CO2, kg CO2 per ton trends about 580. Uh, the India average is also a close 560 kg CO2 per ton of cement. Nivoco is uh, at below 417 kg CO2 per ton. Our current figure is uh, something like 466. We are one of the top three players. And uh, to have such a low carbon footprint, it's important to work with everybody in an organization. So what Nuvoco is doing differently is we are not just working on sustainability uh, projects, but driving a company-wide program called Protect Our Planet. This program is anchored by three executive committee members and touches every facet of the organization. So if I were to uh, start at a very basic level, product is the prime driver of, for reducing your CO2 footprint. The more blended cement you have, you are already halfway in your journey there. Uh, so at over 1.8 cement to clinker ratio, we are well above the country average, which trends around 1.4. And as you know, globally, the number is uh, even lower. So even a sales and marketing uh, uh, leader in our system has a responsibility to drive the usage of blended cement in various uh, applications. Uh, moving uh, on to the plant, there are many projects. You have AFR, you have uh, solar. Ma manufacturing piece does tend to be large and quite comprehensive. But then we also include logistics in this. So the logistics team, uh, CNG vehicles, as the country is moving, the footprint of CNG vehicles is uh, improving. It's becoming part of the force. But uh, uh, Nuvoco as an organization uh, went into a partnership with Hindalco, which is the largest aluminum producer here. And we made a tripartite agreement with transport body builders to introduce aluminum body trucks. So these trucks in an annual cycle save CO2 simply because the payload factor goes up. Coming to an administrative function. So POP is a program which even addresses moving to a paperless organization, focusing on uh, stopping single-use uh, plastic, how to manage your e-waste. So the program doesn't leave anybody out in the organization. Important thing is to drive a sustainability commitment and lend speed and engagement in what you're doing. I think that's a, a really fascinating uh, program that you've got there and one that perhaps many other cement companies could uh, could learn from. Uh, can I ask you a, a specific question? Because this has come up a number of times in in some countries, not, not all countries, but some countries, they find that there's a lot of resistance on the part of their customers, you know, the contractors primarily, in using blended cements um, and particularly uh, you know, lower clinker factor cement. So, so for, for people who are, who are using a, a clinker factor approach, your average is about 56%, the 1.8 uh, CK ratio. So this is a very, very low average to have. What, what advice would you, would you have for companies that are facing that sort of resistance from their, 
from their customers. Are there, are there ways that you've found that you can overcome that? Uh, Ian, as you know, uh, cement performance is easy to demonstrate. Uh, so if you can change the conversation to what is the trend early and late that is required from the builder's point of view, you can design backwards to the productivity. Uh, we believe one of our success factors in the blended cement is being able to work with a range. So we have PPC, Pozzolona fly ash uh, cement. We have PSC, which is slag cement, and we have composite cement. So when you have a range, you also have the option of working with optional early and late strength product basket and offer. Also, if you're thinking blended cement, you are progressing on your product development scale also. Just to give you an idea, you know there is a lot of traction that limestone calcined clay cement is receiving. So LC3 is looking like the next best blended cement solution. And in, when we are looking at LC3, we are looking at capability of a product to meet almost OPC standard of strength. So just to build on our innovation, we have already prototyped the LC3 cement. Our cement is under testing with the various agencies. We have also undertaken a construction within our plant premises, and we are monitoring the performance of this cement. Uh, we believe that uh, the Bureau of Indian Standards is working very closely with the industry and the Indian Institute of Technology to bring the cement specifications out uh, somewhere in the course of this year. And uh, we would like to see ourselves as one of the early uh, cement players to introduce the product. So uh, to answer your question, the needs of a user of the product can be addressed if you have a range, if you have an offer, and if you are able to have the conversation more from customer need building back to your product. We are also supported in this process because we are in a good bit of concrete business. So our conversations on uh, the performance of the product in the concrete is of uh, more evolved uh, nature and helps us to grow the business uh, collectively. Do you, um, do you provide training for your salespeople so that they're able to be credible in, in discussing these, these technical issues with the customers? Uh, absolutely. That's the point I was making, Ian. Because we straddle the cement to concrete zone, we have expertise. Secondly, we get good support from our construction uh, development and innovation center, which is kind of like an engineer's uh, hub. So they uh, not only develop products, they also take care of the training and development uh, of all our new products. Just on a lighter note, I'm just out of a pop review meeting for this month. And we were asking our non-trade or institutional cement business head what is being done to uh, promote the use of blended cements in terms of this training, in terms of the special efforts and the customers uh, we are reaching out to. So it's a continuous process in our organization. Yeah, I, I think the, the other thing, as, you, as you've mentioned, is uh, the fact that you're monitoring the 
progress of blended cement. And this is one of the, the key KPIs for, for management and for, for salesmen. Uh, I, I'm sure that this is also key to getting the persistence you need to, to overcome sort of old habits, if you like. Absolutely. I, I think the, the, the other thing that's very interesting with the uh, uh, Protect Our Planet program is the way in which you're using the enthusiasm of your employees and, and really getting them to embrace climate action. Uh, I think in, in, in many companies, uh, we ask the employees uh, what their attitudes are towards climate change. Of course, they, they, they care about it. It affects their lives. Uh, but very few companies are, are really using that as a, as a resource and a source of uh, competitive advantage. How did, you, uh, how did you come to sort of decide on this strategy? And, and uh, what do you think the, you know, the key elements are to, to making that engagement side really work? As I said, Ian, the right place to start is having the right product. So you're more than 50% there in your journey. The second lever is uh, cement production is a very fuel-intensive production process. One of the good things at India level and what's happening to the consciousness of the Indian government itself, the Paris Agreement, is uh, pulling a commitment from all cement companies. So there is a shared pool of knowledge. After the product, the second factor which enables carbon footprint reduction and something on which a management team can work progressively is your alternate fuel, TSR, thermal uh, substitution. So that again is a, a program you know, it gets embedded from two points of view. One is the rationale of controlling your fuel cost. What programs like POP does is it brings an emotive binding across the organization. So you will know that driving the use of sometimes uh, smelly, sticky plastic material in a plant, I mean, Nobody in their production system is going to come bounding and say, hey, I think I'll do it. If you want uh, your production team to feel proud about driving more alternate fuel in the kilns, you have to make them a part of programs like this. So technical expertise is there. There is collective knowledge in the industry. Government municipal agencies are reaching out to you saying use the waste. That would have happened in its own pace and time. What POP is doing for us is because it's bringing a team across the organization. And mind you, it is not just a program. It is identified in our house of vision as a company strategic action. So it gets absolute top level vis visibility. If you walk into our office today, you will see it in our uh, house of vision. I think that that's uh, that's really a, a wonderful example that uh, many other cement companies could learn from. Can you also relate very directly the um, the competitiveness of Novoco with pursuing this? I mean, I, I think that it seems to me that there's a great deal that the cement industry globally could be doing, pulling the three traditional levers, you know, blended cements you already mentioned, AFR and, and energy efficiency to further reduce our, our carbon footprint. But in a lot of places, that's not being done. Yeah? And 
I think a, a big reason for it not being done is a kind of inertia. You know, as you say, when you introduce AFR in, into a cement plant, uh, normally the plant management is not overjoyed. You know, it's difficult to handle it smelly can reduce the uh, capacity of the kilns and so on. There are always issues to be uh, sorted out. So th there's there's resistance um, to that kind of thing yeah, within the cement plant. There's resistance to uh, changing product products in the market and so on. So I'm, I'm interested, uh, are, are you able to, to say, you know, as a result of pursuing this strategy, we can very clearly see that we've been able to uh, either be more competitive or reduce costs? Uh, a very good question. Again, uh, just to give an absolute, you know, top level view at the numbers, we understand from the last published GCCA uh, report for India, the average AFR TSR is something like 4-5%. We will be exiting this year at a 12% plus. Now, there are two things here, uh, Ian. One is you do need to invest in certain facilities to enable handling of this uh, material. But where a will to do can change the number and just to give you that perspective, our best plant is in Rajasthan, uh, a place called Chittorgarh. Our Chittorgarh cement plant uh, had an AFR usage of 16% last year. That plant is today trending at a 31-32%. In the meantime, uh, we have shown the will to invest in certain uh, co-processing, pre-processing equipment in two of our other plants. Now, these two plants prior to the investment were trending something like a 4-5%. Now, we are not looking at increasing them by 2% at a time. We are looking at these plants leapfrogging using our Chittor plant as a benchmark. So, external benchmarking is important because it drives your overall focus. Internal benchmarking is very good because this is an area in which cross-plant learning not only pushes the AFR number, it also builds a culture of a mindset towards growing and changing. Uh, where external benchmarking helps is that, you know, you are continuously keeping a perspective of what others are doing in terms of uh, material they are using. So definitely for us, this year would be a focus with these investments on trying to use more plastic waste. We are giving an additional thrust and focus on biomass. Yeah, sorry, I think biomass is a very interesting um, topic. You know, the uh, uh, the way in which biomass is, is treated in terms of carbon emissions calculations, of course, makes it a very attractive uh, thing to do, especially when you have a carbon price or an ETS system or something like this. I, I think at the moment um, in uh, in India, you, you don't have that, but maybe you have a, a view on the outlook there. Uh, do, do you see some sort of carbon trading or carbon pricing of some description uh, being introduced in India? Yes. Uh, so I, I like the way you linked it to uh, uh, biomass. Yes, biomass makes it doubly more interesting being classified as green power. But coming purely to the question of carbon credits, the good news is that an energy conservation bill has been passed in the parliament in December 22. This reiterates our commitment to the Paris Agreement. And to facilitate a process towards carbon trading, under three major heads, GHG, emission, alternate material, 
levels and CO2 removal activities, some 13 activities have been identified under which carbon trading will be facilitated. We are still waiting for some internal clarification by teams working on it to see how we can move this. But these are some very positive steps. And I think once there is a regulatory framework going and there is a stated direction, then the other uh, fine print falls in place. Just, you know, on the larger commitment, Ian, it's important to touch on a point. Today, as a cement major, we are not just working with a global agency like the GCCA for better benchmarking, for better information sharing and coming up to speed. The Bureau of Energy Efficiency in India has reached out to companies like us reinforcing the commitment made by our Prime Minister in the Glasgow Summit and working with industry to develop a net zero footprint. So that again is something we are actively working on, both at a cement industry level and as individual companies. I worked for many years in China and China has sort of reached a plateau now in terms of cement demand. I think the last eight or nine years, it's been more or less flat. And now we start to see a, a decline that we expect will continue for many years. Uh, India is at a much uh, earlier stage. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, your outlook for the overall Indian market and how you see that growing in the next five or 10 years. We are looking at very good demand, both in the uh, short term as well as the long term. The per capita cement consumption in India is uh, something under 300 kgs. And we were to put the China number next to it, it's something like 1,500. The world average is 500. Uh, the country is on a very robust growth path with a high single-digit GDP. A big opportunity for infrastructure spends. In fact, we just put the current year union budget was put up in February. And the government is putting something like 100 million crores into capital expenditure with specific thrust on infrastructure. Apart from this, the government runs programs to build housing facilities. There's a good bit of investment even in this area. So government spends apart. The private sector investment, commercial growth, is also driving this 7% plus uh, GDP. So there is a lot happening in the real estate and commercial space too, driven by private demand. And, and do you see as the, uh, as the market grows and matures that you'll see a shift from bag demand to bulk demand? Bag demand in itself will remain. The first level of shift which is going to take place is from cement to concrete. We are definitely seeing that uh, happening. So some internal figures we are looking at, while overall cement demand growth is viewed something like 7 to 8% on a slightly decade-long uh, time span, uh, we are seeing a accelerated growth rate in concrete, more like a 12 to 13%. So there is a first level of shift that is happening over there. Uh, why we do believe that uh, demand in bags will remain for some time? Because the country is large. The cement production is centered around your limestone belt. So you have to move a lot of cement to 
uh, further parts in the country. And that movement is also favorable by rail, both from a carbon footprint point of view as well as from a cost point of view. So rail dynamics uh, remaining, there would be a continuing demand for cement movement in bags. In fact, just to touch on that, Ian, from a plastic reuse point of view, that again is an environment area to work on. And here again, uh, there's been some bit of pushback from the government. But if you really see 50 kg cement bag, which is roughly about uh, 70, 75 grams of plastic, is reused three to four times because once cement is decanted from the bag, that same bag is used for sand movement, aggregate movement. So there is a lot of building material which moves in bags. Yes, yes, absolutely. Just uh, looking at the uh, the calendar, I think we've got International Women's Day coming up uh, in uh, in a couple of weeks on March the 8th. Do you have plans around that? And uh, is gender diversity and, and encouraging women into the business something that, that you do at Novoco? So Ian, 8th March is just a date on the calendar. We could have waited to do this till 8th of March, but I'm excited to share with you. Business uh, required concrete plant in the state of Guwahati, which is one of the states in the northeast part of India. And we inaugurated the plant day before yesterday. This plant is, if I might use the term, manned by a total women team. So it's managed by all women team. And it's a first uh, and it's a big first because the important thing is how well are you driving gender diversity in operational roles? And I'm really proud to be a part of this uh, company because I have had a three-year uh, long stint as the All India Cement Sales Operations Team. So uh, as an organization, it's a, a 365-day effort for us to improve gender diversity. Yes, I think I've never heard of a, a plant of this type before. I'm not saying there aren't any other plants that are only run by women. I've never heard of a, a company uh, setting that up. So congratulations uh, on that achievement. And I, I'm, sure that, I'm sure there are other things that you plan for that day. But as you point out, it's really a sustained effort. It's uh, just a day to remind us all that this is uh, something that's important for the industry. And uh, at WCA, we have a, a gender focus network that is uh, trying to encourage women to come into uh, the cement industry, uh, which I think is, is one of the fundamental challenges, is making it an attractive place to work. We have a high gender diversity in our construction development and innovation center. The young engineers who are joining us are largely ladies, and they are bringing a real a fresh dimension on uh, innovation, understanding consumer needs, being more agile in coming up with ideas on the table. And I'm partnered very well in this exercise. Our uh, CHRO is also a lady. Excellent. So thank you very much for talking to me today, uh, Mita. It's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I think we've covered a whole, whole range of topics. And I wish you and uh, Navoko well in the future. Thank you so much, Ian. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for inviting me for the show. All the best. Thank you. 